Hi, this is Pam Johnson with my third and final discussion of CT of the gallbladder. We've been using a pattern-based approach, and in the first two presentations, I talked about focal interluminal masses and focal wall thickening, as well as some of the more common causes of diffuse wall thickening. In this presentation, we're going to begin by talking about gallbladder cancer presenting as diffuse wall thickening. This is one of the patterns for gallbladder cancer, as shown in this patient with poorly differentiated squamous cell cancer and diffuse wall thickening on both ultrasound and CT. The CT image also and the ultrasound image both also nicely show the invasion into the adjacent liver, which commonly occurs in patients with gallbladder cancer. Here's another patient with um, almost circumferentially diffuse gallbladder wall thickening and intrahepatic biliary obstruction and secondary to gallbladder cancer. You can see the irregularity of the wall. This is not a process that you would confuse for acute cholecystitis or even even your uh, standard chronic cholecystitis, the, the wall is very irregular and you need to be concerned about a gallbladder cancer when you see this appearance. So the fourth pattern for gallbladder cancer is a mass replacing the gallbladder and there is a differential diagnosis for this finding. It's not just gallbladder cancer, other pathology that can mimic this includes hepatocellular carcinoma, cholangiocarcinoma, and metastatic disease. Here's a patient with gallbladder cancer that presented as a mass replacing the gallbladder. As you can see, there's the tumor has completely replaced the gallbladder. We can't see the wall or the lumen, and it has invaded the adjacent liver, causing intrahepatic biliary obstruction. So let's talk about gallbladder cancer for a minute. Uh, more than half of them will invade the liver, as shown in those previous cases, and almost 20% infiltrate the adjacent bowel, particularly the right colon and the duodenum. Uh, at least half have biliary obstruction as well, in, similar to the cases that I showed. Adenopathy is not uncommon. It's often peripancreatic or uh, within the uh, area surrounding the gallbladder. And patients can also have ascites if they've um, developed carcinomatosis. So let's look at some different patterns of the spread of gallbladder cancer. Here's a patient with gallbladder cancer invading the liver. And as you can see, there is circumferential wall thickening, there's mucosal enhancement, and biliary obstruction, and the tumor has invaded the liver, seen best on the fourth image on the right. There's also porticable adenopathy, which is common location for metastatic adenopathy in these patients. Here's a patient with liver metastases and mesenteric implants. The ultrasound images show a mass in the region of the gallbladder and also demonstrate the liver metastasis. And the CT nicely demonstrates very irregular wall thickening that should be suspicious for gallbladder cancer as well as in the image of the, of the liver on the right we see peripherally enhancing liver metastases. And then in the final image on the right you can see omental nodules indicative of peritoneal spread of disease. It's important to look for all of these findings when you, when you diagnose gallbladder cancer. It's essential for determining whether the patient is a surgical candidate. Here are some of the examples of adenopathy associated with gallbladder cancer. This patient has focal wall thickening with encroachment on the gallbladder lumen, and we can see the adenopathy adjacent to the celiac axis and in the porticable space, so common location for metastatic adenopathy in these patients. 
multiplanar reconstructions are essential for evaluating the local extension of gallbladder cancer. Here's a patient. You can see that there's a mass and there are stones within the mass, and you can deduce that this is a cancer that arose in the gallbladder. But what's really helpful in this case are the coronal multiplanar reconstructions that show invasion of the duodenum, invasion of the liver on the left, and the invasion of the right kidney on the right. So as well as oh, the image on the right also demonstrating involvement of the right colon. So this is what I, when I mentioned earlier, how important it is to look at the multiplanar reconstructions, really essential for accurately defining the extent of disease, and it's helpful for the surgeon to see these images as well. So, which of the following is resectable in a patient with gallbladder cancer? Right or left portal vein involvement, right or left hepatic artery involvement, concomitant ipsilateral hepatic artery and portal vein involvement, two contiguous segments in both lobes or all of the above? And the answer is all of the above. So gallbladder cancer has a very unique uh, set of criteria for, for non-resectability that you need to be aware of so that you in provide all of the important information to, this, to the referring physician to determine whether the patient is a surgical candidate. This is what defines non-resectability in the gallbladder cancer patient. Main portal vein or hepatic artery involvement, right and left hepatic artery or portal vein involvement within the liver, concomitant ipsilateral hepatic artery and contralateral portal vein involvement. If the tumor involves both lobes of the liver, if there are more than two contiguous segments in both lobes, and involvement of colon, duodenum, pancreas is a patient who's non-resectable, or if you identify liver metastases or peritoneal spread of disease, that patient is not a surgical candidate. So in conclusion, I, I hope that you've learned from this talk the role of CT for complicated cholecystitis and how to distinguish the different types of complicated cholecystitis based on the CT findings and that you use a pattern-based approach to create a tailored differential diagnosis when you find gallbladder pathology on CT, taking into consideration both inflammatory and neoplastic processes. Remember that gallbladder cancer has a variable appearance and can be mimicked by other pathologies, specifically xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis. And also remember the importance of reviewing the multiplanar reconstructions, particularly the coronal MPR when you're evaluating both um, infectious and inflammatory and neoplastic pathology in the gallbladder. Thank you very much and have a great day.